Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Veterinary Advice, Animal News and Views, the place for pets and their people who love them. Here's your host, practicing veterinarian, veterinary news network reporter, and host of the popular YouTube show, The Web DVM, Dr. Roger Welton. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Veterinary Advice, Animal News, and Views. I'm your host, Roger Welton, coming to you live from the Florida Space Coast. Good evening to you. Um, thanks so much for joining me this evening. I, uh, as always, have a lot to talk about. I want to remind everybody this is a live call-in call show. The number is toll-free. Haven't had a call in a while, but we'll put it out there anyway. 877-878-1435. 877-878-1435. Give us a call if you have any comments on this or any other topic we've discussed. If you have any questions, concerns, we'd like to offer your two cents. We'd love to hear from you. 877-878-1435. Another more popular mode of communication with us is via our email. Our listener email address is comments at web-dvm.net, comments at web-dvm.net. And tonight we do have one email, uh, I'd say it's more of a comment than a question, from a, a lady named Alex from Palm Bay, Florida. Palm Bay is just south of... Uh, where I live and immediately south of my veterinary clinic. So we have a local listener. And apparently, if her post is any indication, a new client of my hospital. How about that? This is what Alex had to say. Dr. Roger, thank you so much for last week's show on wellness. What made the biggest impression on me was a serious harm parasites in our pets can do to our young children. As a mom of a four-year-old boy and a toddler-aged girl, I made an appointment almost immediately after hearing that episode to have my dog and cat seen at your hospital for wellness visits. It had been a couple of years. I will admit I was a little bit behind in their wellness. I saw Dr. Fogelberg and really liked him. I was pleasantly surprised to have received free vaccines with my wellness visits. Thank you so much for all you do. Kindest regards, Alex. Uh, Dr. Fogelberg is the uh, other doctor, veterinarian in my clinic. He's an associate veterinarian, long-time experience. So she had seen Dr. Fogelberg. Alex, great. You had a, uh, a, a fine experience in the clinic. And I'm so glad that the well, the wellness episode really resonated with you. And, and folks, I hope it resonates with everybody else. An unhealthy pet can lead to an unhealthy family. In the case of young children, immune, immune-suppressed people, and uh, the very the very old, the elderly, can lead to serious problems in little children. We know that parasites, certain parasites, can lead to a, a developmental stage, larval stage, that can actually migrate through the skin and cause serious skin irritation and skin infections, while also having the ability, in some cases, to migrate to the eyes and cause blindness. So I guess that's what Alex is referring to. You should not take that lightly. I have a four-year-old boy and a toddler age, well, almost preschool age little girl myself, and I have three cats and two dogs, and I take their wellness very seriously, uh, not just for the health of my pets, but also for the health of my children. So uh, 
so glad that resonated. As far as Alex's comment on the free vaccines, um, <laughs> it's a little thing we're doing now, uh, policy change in my hospital. What we're doing is, you know, to, to keep people out of the shot wagons and the, the, the crappy discount places that are just plugging away with vaccines indiscriminately. Um, we're actually promoting wellness visits where you're going to have an examination, you could have a stool analysis. In the case of dogs, you're going to have a heartworm screening. If you if you participate in those things, then we're going to just give you free vaccines. We're going to, That's what we do. You know what? We offer so many services that vaccine revenue really uh, is not all that important to us. And if it's going to bring the people in to, to have them have proper examination, stool analysis, good wellness care that's good for the pets and good for the family, you know, I'll give up that revenue. I don't care. Uh, it's more important to have the wellness and, you know what, take your vaccines. You can have them. Um, new policy in my hospital. I'm glad uh, Alex made use of it. So tonight's topic is based on uh, an experience I had just this week. Um, a lot of what I talk about is is based on, you know, what's out there in the media or in the news or, you know, some, some new controversial material, um, what, what have you. You know, we talk about all facets of stuff here. If you go back and, and, and look at the titles of my blog posts and, and uh, videos and podcasts, you'll see that, you know, we run the whole gamut of topics. And uh, today's topic really comes from an experience I had uh, actually this past Tuesday that really, really just kind of just stuck with me. And I want to share it with you and, and just talk about what I learned from it and things that we can all do to, to better improve that situation. Uh, before I move on, I just want to remind you, live call in 877-878-1435, 877-878-1435. So the title of tonight's show is Pet, Pet Companionship Should Not Be Only a Privilege for the Financially Well-Off or the Rich. Um, and the reason I brought this up is because, you know, what we're finding is the cost of veterinary care continues to go up. Uh, it's not because we're greedy. Uh, it's just the cost of doing business goes up over time. It's called inflation. Our pharmaceutical costs will tend to go up, especially when there's new new products, new innovative products that we can take advantage of that are on patent for 17 years is, is the average patent. Um, the, the cost of running lab laboratory uh, Diagnostic test goes up. The cost of insurance, the cost of maintaining our equipment, the cost of technical support for our computer uh, practice software. I mean, I could go on and on and on with the various places where costs go up. And so the cost of doing business goes up, so the cost of the care is going to go up. There's also the notion, though, that the we're doing increasingly more stuff that is online with the kind of care we're offering people. And so we're offering all of these innovative, state-of-the-art modalities. We're even offering things that you really don't see a lot in human medicine because the insurance companies uh, won't pay for it. But, um, you know, things like acupuncture and therapy, cold laser, we're doing things like that. We're doing a lot of nutraceutical therapy. We're doing a lot of nutritional therapy. So things that you're not necessarily seeing in, in human medicine we're even doing. So you have all of this, and, you know, somebody's got to pay for it. and that is you, the pet owner. So on Tuesday, I get a call from a good buddy of mine. He's a colleague and, and a good friend. He's the board-certified surgeon, surgical specialist at the Emergency Critical Care and Referral Center up the road. And 
they get emer- they get emergency visits there that they are an emergency facility and um what happens is if there's a surgical situation that needs immediate uh, need to be addressed immediately doc- this particular doctor will get involved in uh consulting and offering his services well of course we know a surgical specialist it's a paradigm of care a level of care uh, an expertise that comes at a pretty high premium very often and so what they'll do is in cases where the people just absolutely cannot afford the level of care that he he can offer, uh, knowing that we are a very progressive uh, clinic that um, is not shy to to get involved in some pretty complex surgery, uh, every now and then we'll get a call from these guys and they'll say, hey, got this case, um, such and such is going on. You feel like it's something you guys can handle because, you know, frankly, they, they just can't afford what we what we're offering here. Um, and, and so I get this call frequently and, and, you know, it's not that the level of care is less. It's just that in general practice, um, you know, first off, I'm not a specialist. I, I, you know, out of necessity through the years, I've, I've really gotten involved in, in my associate, Dr. Fogelberg as well. We've just gotten involved in, in some very complex stuff because, you know, people really had no recourse to go to specialists. And so, you know, through, through necessity and also doing just a lot of, continuing education we've we've been able to educate ourselves and get advanced training to do a lot of this stuff and our facilities you know we don't have things like ct scan and mri and and we we don't have we're not a 24-hour facility we don't have to keep the lights on 24 hours a day Uh, we don't have to keep the air conditioning on here in florida it's hot got to keep that air conditioning on we don't have to keep the ac on 24 hours a day and we don't have to pay a staff 24 7 you know we are an elective uh clinic an elective hospital we do hospitalize but you know critical stuff we're we're generally trying to at least for the overnight get them over to the referral center for at least that part but long story short um i get one of those calls tuesday that um hey i got one here for you this is a hit by car dog eight month old pit bull puppy and he's got a broken femur the femur is the large thigh bone you know very very important bone and um basically it's it's you know, surrounded by quadriceps and basically, you know, the leg is useless without this bone being intact. This thing was just broken in half. And um, ideally, we would want to bone plate something like that in in addition to some other fixation, but um, we can do a technique called uh, pit and cerclage uh, in my clinic that that can be appropriate, especially for young bone and an eight-month-old dog. You know, most of those are going to go pretty well. So he said, you know, they, they can't afford what we have to offer here. And you know, I, I wanted you to think about maybe maybe heading down your way, and, and I said, well, yeah, yeah, tell him tell him to come on down. We'll uh, give him a treatment plan, and first thing is, uh, you know, send me down those X-rays, and and then it was just kind of quiet on the other line, and he I said, uh, is that okay? And he said, surgeon, he said, uh, well, there's a little more to the story. Uh, basically, these these people have absolutely no money. They have no creditworthiness to get any of the the medical financial. Lending plans that are out there. There's Care Credit, there's City Card, things that you can apply for. Very lenient, but they didn't have any credit. Um, they basically couldn't even afford the X-ray, which um, he uh, agreed to have his practice manager allow him to comp the X-ray. They did it for free to get the diagnosis, at least. So these folks didn't have a nickel to their name. Um, nice family, very nice family that just kind of ended up with this dog and. Um, he never really made the preparations uh, for a time like this. You got two 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 boys, a 12 and a 14 year old. You got a a mom 
who is devastated, not just for her boys, but she's actually severely attached to this dog. You have a uh, a very nice father trying to do everything he can to try to to try to salvage this dog, to try to protect this puppy that is a major thriving member of their family at this point and, and just loved by everyone. So he, everyone's heartbroken. They they claim that they could come up with they could they could raise from friends and family five hundred dollars, you know, in the next uh, forty eight hours, sometime in the next forty eight hours to put towards the surgery. But you know, even in a general practice, that level of surgery, the hardware involved, the care, um, you know, you're talking about five hundred, maybe covering a third of what it would cost at best, um, or at most. And so I had a decision to make here. So I consulted with my associate, Dr. Fogelberg, and we just talked it over and we just pictured this family and pictured this puppy. And, you know, this puppy's only eight months old, but he's 67 pounds. He's a big, big dog at this point. And um, we just, we just made the decision, hey, you know what, let's do this. Let's, let's do this. Let's, uh, we have a rescue fund that we can pull, pull some funds from. Uh, we have a foundation base, uh, essentially. So we call it the Tiffany Fund that, uh, you know, we, we take pr- private donations and we, uh, do candy machine sales. We have candy machines in our office that uh, all the sales go toward toward uh, the Tiffany Fund, and um, we reserve it for times like this. So we thought between their 500, between what Tiffany Fund could contribute, and just doing a little bit of discounting, uh, we can make this happen and not lose money on it and uh, try to do the right thing for this family. So th- they came on down, and um, long story short, tough surgery, but was able to stabilize this leg, and, and the puppy's still in my hospital. This is just Tuesday. It's now Thursday. He's still in the hospital. We're not going to release him until tomorrow. He's doing well. He's eating. He's taking his, his, his medications. We're managing his pain really well. And um, the day after the surgery, this was yesterday, the family came in, and uh, all of them were there, and they're all crying while they're visiting with this wonderful dog, by the way. I mean, just a love. He's sitting there, got a broken femur, and he's wagging his tail and licking everybody. I mean, just an incredible demeanor. This dog has been raised with love. And I'm looking at them, and, and the mother is, you could tell she'd been crying, you know, overnight even. Uh, her eyes are all puffy. And, and I said, you know, we got things done, and I, I'm feeling pretty good about, you know, he's not out of the woods, but I'm feeling pretty good about his prognosis, and it's going to be okay. She said, no, I know, I understand. She goes, I'm crying tears of happiness. She said, I never had a dog before in my life, and I never understood this kind of love. I never understood that I could possibly love an animal like this. But he's he's such a part of our life, and he's so such a part of our house and what makes it tick. And and the sons are, you know, uh, hovering over the dog and, and hugging him as if he was res- resurrected from the dead. And the husband's just back in the corner, just sitting there taking it all in. Just You could tell he's just touched. And, and I was moved. And I was very happy for this family, but I was also saddened because, you know, they could have run into the circumstance where they didn't come across my clinic. And a lot of clinics aren't prepared for this kind of thing. You know, you can't give away services. You give away services, it's a very bad financial situation you put yourself in, jeopardy, even disaster if you make a habit of it. You end up getting tagged as that that, uh, that clinic that gives away free services. Good Lord. You know, the dark side of human nature kicks in and suddenly – Every hard luck, sob story, case starts coming through your door, you know, wanting those free services. And, and, and whether whether or not they're being truthful, they're going to come in. And, you know, it, it's like, unfortunately, that that's, that is that is a dark side of human nature where you offer a kindness and, and, and that kindness can tend to get abused. So, you know, it's a very, very tough position we're put in uh, sometimes. 
At any rate, I got thinking that, you know, what we don't want to have happen here is that with the cost of veterinary care going up, we don't want to have a, a scenario where there, the, there's the haves and the have-nots, and the have-nots now are doing without so much that the haves are doing with and enjoying. You know, we're going to add the, the joy and love of having a pet to this list. Is that is that where we're headed? Um, it's very concerning to me that 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 could be the case because. You know, this family's only flaw is that they weren't prepared financially. And and it is, you know, on them to some degree. But at the same time, they meant well. They rescued this puppy. It was in need of a home. Their heart went out to the puppy. And their first thought, first and foremost, was loving this puppy, giving him a home, and, and just enjoying and thriving. They didn't they didn't look for it. You know, they're first-time dog owners. They don't understand. And so what we have to do is we don't want it to be a privilege of the rich or the well-off that, that get to have pets that are well cared for. We want everybody to be able to have this. And 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 I understand everybody needs to work for their own joys, you know. And, and I'm very much I very much believe in um you know, people people having having to work to achieve the things that that they want to enjoy, but at the same time, it's it's not always your choice to to rescue that puppy that's on a you find out is on a death row pound dog situation or or pound cat that's going to be euthanized and has a stay of execution and that that time is up and you got to go get that cat or 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 you you see a wandering starving animal on the side of the road soaking wet and sick you know you're not going to take it because because you don't have the money um should these animals be denied the love of a family who you know who for all intents and purposes provides a wonderful home short of having the money to deal with situations like this puppy so there's a few points that we need to take from this, and I, I think it, it's never going to be 100% satisfied, but we, we, we need to, to, to really learn from this. And I think the industry has to be cognizant of this. I think people have to be cognizant of this. I think breeders, uh, groomers, everybody in the industry has to educate, has to contribute to a broad understanding of, you know, there's ways that you can prepare. If you don't have a lot of money, you have a pet, you don't have a lot of money, you need to prepare for that rainy day. And you got to tell stories like I'm telling you right now. You got to tell them that the well care is necessary. Otherwise, you're putting your human family in danger, not just the pet in danger of disease and suffering, but the families in danger of disease and suffering that they can catch from the pet. Not having a rabies vaccine. This puppy didn't have a rabies vaccine. That's a violation of state law. It's a major human health hazard, right? So you got to take all this into consideration. And, you know, when I'm talking about, you know, having compassion for these people, people like this, like the owners of this puppy, I'm talking about people who, out of the goodness of their heart, took in these animals, not the idiots that go out and spend $3,000 on an English bulldog, you know, spend money they they really don't have and have no money left to take care of an English bulldog, which will cost ten to $20,000 throughout the course of its life to get veterinary care for because it's so selectively bred. Even champion bulldogs are high-maintenance, allergies, skin fold problems, eye problems, digestive problems. I mean, I could just give you a gigantic list of things that will go wrong, very likely, with that English bulldog, yet they come in crying that they have no money, yet they drop $3,000 on the most high-maintenance breed that you can have, you know, possibly drop money on. And, and this happens day in and day out. And for those people, you know, I have compassion for the dog, or I have compassion for the, you know, the Persian cat. Another that, that's that's your English bulldog of cats, by the way. 
um, Persian cats, all kinds of genetic problems, genetic disease. I have compassion for the animals. My heart goes out to them, but not for the people. They made a really bad choice, right? So I'm not necessarily including them in this conversation, but maybe they can learn from it too. I don't put them on the same level as this lovely family that I'm currently working with. Um, uh, again, bottom line. But 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 there's a couple of strategies. One of the things that we need to get out there, and I'm going to have a very in-depth conversation with these folks before before uh, you know when I go to discharge the dog tomorrow. Number one is, I, I did an episode once on what I call the $50 rule. What you should do is, for every pet you have, you should put away $50 a month. It's a separate bank account that you just don't touch. You just throw money in there, and it's there for only times when... You, know, you you take out that, that debit card and you use it only for times when the pet is getting its wellness care once a year, maybe for grooming, for the high-maintenance grooming grooming pets that need a lot of grooming, um, or during situations like this where you know there's been a serious injury or illness. You start that $50 fund, $50 a month, it comes down to $12.50 a week. Even people with financially strapped circumstances can come up with $12.50 a week to put in a bank account. And over time, that's going to accumulate because for the most part, you start this when the dog is young, you know, hit by car, yes, that that was just very bad luck. But but generally, things start to go wrong, really wrong when the pet's older, you know, for the most part. So for you have this kind of forced savings, the, the wellness care is getting taken care of, and you're also, you know, in most cases, going to be banking some of that money. Do it. It's really easy. $50 rule. Um, I have this one client who has a, um, a high-interest money market. Basically, it's a high-interest bank account through Capital One. And what she does is automatically, every week, she has an automatic transfer out of her regular checking account. 1250 like clockwork, comes out of her account. She's, she listened to my, my that episode, The $50 Rule. Um, and, and with that, she never, ever hesitates to have dentistry done when dentistry is needed. She never hesitates to get wellness blood work when, um, you know, the pet's approaching senior years and she wants to be proactive and get some wellness blood work done. You know, everything she can do and she can afford it. She doesn't make a ton of money. She's a waitress, you know, doesn't make a ton of money, but she takes phenomenal care of her dog because of the $50, $50 rule. So that's a great, great rule of thumb. And I want to, I, I want to shout it from the rooftops. Okay. The other thing is pet insurance, folks. There's a company called TruePanion that will cover 90% of your claim. If you if you get the pet insurance and sign up that puppy or kitten, you will lock in that kitten puppy rate as long as there's no you know congenital stuff going on. Um, you, you, they get a healthy exam, a healthy report from your vet. You lock in that puppy or kitten rate for the life of the dog. You're talking about very reasonable rates, anywhere between you know depending on the breed. To, high 20s, you know, low to mid $30 a month. And, you know, something like this happens, there's a hit by car, they're going to cover 90% of that. So to say that bill turned out, these folks came in and I'd give them an, an estimate for 1500 all said and done to repair this thing. I'm just throwing a number. I don't even know if that would cost. They would have been in for it for only $150. They would only owe 10% of that bill because True Panion would have covered 90%. And and, and that's huge, 150 bucks. You know, they wouldn't even have to raise the five hundred dollars. You know, pay your pay your little pay your little deductible and, and, and they'll cover ninety percent. Um now there's a lot of crap pet insurance out there. Stick with a company like True Panion. Um they 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 are the best, you know, and, and they're honestly the only one I'm willing to actually uh mention the name of because the other ones um unfortunately I I've I've seen um 
kind of behavior where they're very, very much like human healthcare entities, you know, just trying to do everything they can to deny a claim. Uh, whereas uh, true opinion is very fair and um, take advantage of it. I don't know why only 3% of American pet owners have pet insurance. Only 3%. 50% of, of, of pet owners in Europe have pet insurance. Only 3%. For some reason, that, that's, a, that's a, a major barrier we have. Um, and I, I don't quite know the answer as to why. I think partly because maybe we have our own misgivings about in, uh, insurance because most of us have been jerked around you know, pretty, pretty badly by an insurance company or two or three in our lives. And maybe, maybe that's what shies Americans away from in our own just completely piss poor experience with our own insurance companies. Maybe that's why we don't go there for our pets. That's my own theory. I don't know. I don't know the answer to it, but I wish it would change because a company like True Padian can really can really help to save lives. So pet insurance, pet insurance, pet insurance, $50 rule. Um, you know, I think breeders have to be proactive. We need to educate our breeders and breeders need to just, you know, not be just popping dogs out. They need to be part of the ethical responsibility of raising the pets. They need to do home inspections to make sure that there is a uh, a reasonable place where this animal is going to be raised that, um, you know, you need to ask the tough questions. Can you afford the veterinary care on this purebred Sharpay or this purebred Persian that even though I'm giving you the best possible breeding that I possibly can, purebred, purebred animals just tend to have more problems. Genetic baggage can pop up at any time. And if the people give an indication that, you know, maybe they can't afford this or, you know, they, they they live in a tiny mobile home that number one is not indicative indicative of, of of economic prowess. Number two, a good place for a, a you know an active animal to be living necessarily. If they do their due diligence, you know, recommend hey, you tell you what, go to the pound, get yourself a mutt. You'll spend sixty bucks, okay? You know, get on board with telling them about the fifty dollar rule. Get some pet insurance. There's a good chance this mutt will will be uh, more healthy. Your 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 cost to adopt is 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 uh, nominal compared to purchasing one of my pets or one of my dogs or cats, and um, it's going to come fully vaccinated, spayed, and heartworm tested, and and stool tested. You know, boom, right out of the gates, you got a healthy pet. You don't have to even worry about well care for the first year of its life. Um, I think groomers. Uh, anybody in the industry need to really just kind of spread the word about, look, if you're adopting a dog, you know, people that work at shelters, if you're adopting a cat, you got to do the wellness. Make sure you can afford it. Make preparations for injuries. Things happen all the time. It's Murphy's Law. What can go wrong will go wrong. It's no different with pets than it is with children. God, you know, they get sick and they get hurt. This happens to pets, and you got to be able to pay for it and make preparations. I think us as veterinarians, we need. I think more of us. If you're if you're listening out there, you're a veterinarian. Start a foundation. Start a not-for-profit that can take donations and be there for times when you have cases like I just had this week come through your door, and you can help them with the foundation. Veterinary technicians, if you're listening, tell your bosses, tell your clinic owners, let's start a foundation. Let's have car washes and candy sales. Um, you know, I got these be beautiful candy machines selling Reese's Pieces, uh, M&Ms, and Skittles. The kids come in, they they buy, they, they force their their parents to buy them the candy, especially if they got to wait a few minutes. They see the candy machines. It's a good it's a good fundraiser. I actually have a donation box for people. It's plexiglass, and they just they just donate right 
right into the put cash right into the donation box. We raise about you know two three hundred dollars a month. That all all one hundred percent of it goes to situations like this, and we scrutinize them, you know, through observation, through asking the right questions. Um, have they applied for the medical financing that's out there and been declined? You know, they have to go through all of these steps before we're gonna, you know, be using people's donated money or money that we've really painstakingly raised with, you know, candy machines. So, you know, the veterinarians have to be proactive and get involved. We need to have these conversations. We all need to be there. Um, and then when you come into a veterinary office and they have a foundation that you can donate to to help people in need with pets, you know what? If you're decently well off yourself, donate. Be generous. Be kind. Um, my The Tiffany Fund in my office has already saved 10 lives since its inception, ten lives. Um, we just we, we just started it up uh, back in 2009. So you know, it's it's something that uh, we all need to be part of. We all need to be cognizant of. And um, you know, just like it takes a village to raise children, it really takes a village to take care of our pets as well. We should all be on the same team and working together. We should all be educating one another, and we should all just be willing to give when we can, when we're able to. Let's not be greedy. It's not a time for that. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for your attention. I will talk to you next week. You have a lovely evening. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.